you only get one shot at retirement. So you better get it right. That's why we're here to help you with income planning, investment planning, and making sure you're taking advantage of advanced tax planning. Eliminate the financial worries of tomorrow and retire with certainty today by listening to Phil Putney of AFS Wealth Management. This is the podcast for you if you need to eliminate lots of question marks that surround your current financial plan. Welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thanks, as always, for tuning in uh, as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with Phil Putney. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian, as we dive into this week's conversation, which is how to avoid critical retirement planning mistakes. But Phil, welcome in, bud. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Hanging in there. Another week, we are uh, you know, continuing to move our our steps forward. It's seems yep. like there's always something going on in the world, but uh, slow but sure, slow but sure. So yeah, yeah. Uh, TP's easier to find. So hey, there's yeah, that. That's right. It's back in stock. So <laughs> uh, webcams are not as we were talking oh, no, about. That, that's, we were just talking about that. That's the funniest thing. It's like, are you kidding me? We're you know everyone. Yeah. I guess working from home uh, and, yeah. and video conferencing became a big thing. So. Yep. Yeah, they all sold out. So. Yeah, you've and, you've had one. Manufacturing on, hasn't been going so. exactly. You've had one on order for a couple of weeks now. We've been waiting on it to show. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I got an email the other day. I was all excited because I, I thought it was in, but no, it was just a, a notice letting me know we haven't forgot about you. It's right. still not in. So. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, one of those. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, that's great. Thanks. My hopes were up. But. There you go. Well, you know, that's actually a great point you bring up. You know, I think. You know, no matter what side of the coin you find yourself on, on the argument of do we open, you know, the country and do we open too fast, too slow, whatever the case might be, that trickle down of what's, you know, what happens, you know, whether you look at the TP scenario and say, okay, it was a mad rush and people were hoarding and so they had to ramp up production. Well, here it is eight weeks later. And I've been seeing those Charmin commercials saying that, you know, they've been working, but yet it took, you know, seven or eight weeks to kind of start to get. And it's not even like it's fully there. It's just a little easier. Yeah, yeah. Same thing for appliances or webcams yep. or whatever. Yeah, we were just shopping for appliances, and it's, oh. you know, oh yeah, that's great. You know, they had all these great sales over Memorial Weekend a few weekends back, but nothing. Yeah, you can't get it. Yeah, you know? it's going to be July or August by the time you get them. It's like, what? Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, or your or it's the stove. You really want this? You know, one of these two or three stoves, but right. the only ones they have are the ones that nobody really wants. You know, kind of thing because they just weren't they're like the more basic model or whatever, right? You yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, that, that was part of this. I don't know that everyone thought through of that right. logistics of it, of yep. restaurants. I mean, think about them. I mean, they, you know, they had to either throw away or kind of work through all the food that they had in yep. their, their freezers at the time. And they've been sitting probably empty for how many months or weeks or a couple months now. And you can't just flip the switch yep. and all of a sudden they got to restock all the food. And if all the restaurants were trying to do that at the same time, Yep. You know, the suppliers behind that, that supply chain. So it, it'll bottleneck again, you know, yep. and, and so on. Yeah. So let's say you buy, you know, thousand pounds of broccoli, you know, the, you stopped buying that thousand pounds and the people that were supplying it to you, they had to stop ordering it from the farmer who then was growing it because yep. you can't tell the crops to stop growing, you know, so and they're so, throwing it out. So they're throwing it out. And then by the time they do get another crop going, so yeah, we're going to see on the back half of 2020, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, things as we, you know, as we feel more normal, I think there's still going to be a lot of ways where we're like, man, you know, 
this is still out or we still can't find, you know, whatever it might be, broccoli, <laughs> you know. Yep. Yeah. You had this huge machine, just yeah. everything's going and, you know, yeah, there's hiccups here and there, but you just shut the whole thing down for a substantial period of time. Yeah. It takes a while to get that machine going again and getting the supply chain and everyone to get back on track of building their inventory and then maintaining it. And so, yeah. yeah, it's going to. It's going to be it's a gonna, while. It's going to be a while. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we hope everybody's doing safe and staying sane and all those uh, those good things that we uh, are certainly preaching and practicing now uh, societally. So uh, uh, it's good to you know take care of your your health. It's good to take care of your you know mental health as well as yeah. your wealth. So we're going to talk wealth a little bit here on the show. So I, I said we're going to talk how to avoid uh, some critical retirement planning mistakes. So. Uh, let's talk about some of these. I'm going to toss them out to you and let you riff on those for a few minutes. So All considering right. bonds uh, to be a safe investment, kind of been a traditional feeling thought process through many years. As you get closer to retirement, you shift more towards bonds. What say you? Yeah, I mean, it historically has been the concept, you know, part of that asset allocation at, you know, 60, 40, 60% stock, 40% bond has been kind of a traditional starting point, at least for a lot of retirees, you know, thinking that bond allocation is going to be that safe haven, which you you have to really take that with a grain of salt and understanding where we're at in this interest rate cycle, because bonds do increase and decrease in value, much to, you know, some people's dismay because they're thinking, well, bonds, I mean, that's a, a safe investment, which if you buy and hold a bond to maturity, sure, you know, you're, you're probably going to get your principal back unless obviously the company runs into some challenges and they default on the bond. Mm-hmm. But that's not how the vast majority of America buys bonds. They buy bonds in a ETF or in a mutual fund. Right. So bonds are getting bought and sold all the time. And, and that's where it becomes really tricky because as you're buying or selling a bond, depending upon what that interest rate of the bond is versus the interest rate in the, the market, mm-hmm. you can either have a, a premium or a discount. You know, So I always like okay. to think of it kind of this teeter-totter. You know? So as interest rates rise, you know, you're going to have the, the bond values decrease versus the other direction. Yeah. And we saw a lot of that happen you know, in the last bull market as we went through it. I mean, we had the, the interest rates declining. So your values and bonds did very, very well. Yeah, I was always taught uh, to remember it by saying when rates are high, bonds die. And when yep. rates are low, bonds grow. Uh, yep. So use a little rhyming that, thing. That's a good way. Yeah. And it's, I always use kind of the teeter-totter. So you yep. think of it that way. They yep. work in the opposite direction. So yep. you know, the challenge now is where order rates go from here. You know, exactly. We, we thought they were rising and we saw the negative effect on bonds as the feds were increasing rates towards the end of 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. But now they've backed off again. You know, so... I mean, at some point, interest rates have to rise. I mean, that's just part of economics. And, right. and we go through these inflationary cycles. And when that happens again, unfortunately, you're going to see these bond values start to decline. So well, have you have you seen or have you felt a shift or an impact difference due to Corona, due to the COVID uh, situation when it comes to bonds as an investment vehicle? Yeah. I mean, there, again, whenever you go through any kind of a downturn in a market, Bonds typically do well at that point, even if interest rates are low, just because they're a safe haven. Investments work in supply and demand, much like everything else. So as the demand's there for bonds, the prices start to rise, the value of that bond goes up. And and you see a lot of times that happen when there's a, a downturn in the market, you get into this bear type of market like this. People are scared. They jump out. They want some safe haven and, and bonds at that point typically 
provide that easiest safe haven or cash. Right. So and it seems like bonds though have, I mean, there's so little going on there that uh, I know that's, that's been a big, you know, point of contention to go, well, you know, uh, what was like the ten five three rule, which we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's like, you know, 10% in stocks, 5%, but it's like, you're not, yep. you're probably not seeing that right now. So again, like everything no, is, no, I mean, it, it's, yeah, the, you get into these kind of markets and, and right. people often run towards that, that safety, that bond. So yeah. And instead of maybe structuring out or going through what is the appropriate, you know, strategy for you, you know, instead of just going to the tried and true or the um, rule of thumb, you know, right. Hey, let's talk through it and see if this is a, you know, if there's a better scenario for you. So again, that's a kind of a critical step that people step into. Let's talk about the long-term care side. So I've got, like I said, I've got this sure. list of three or four items here on some critical retirement planning mistakes. Uh, you know, we've had many conversations on this. We'll continue because it's one of the bigger pieces that we often run from uh, for a myriad of reasons. And you would think maybe COVID has gotten us to think about this a little more heavily, but long-term care in general, again, like I said, we tend to ostrich head in the sand uh, for a lot of us anyway, because it's just, it's not something you want to think about. You don't want to think about mortality. You don't want to think about long, you know, nursing homes. It's just, those are not pleasant thoughts, but it is obviously a huge critical mistake to not discuss it because it certainly isn't getting any cheaper. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, long-term care, like you said, is one of those areas like death. No one wants to talk about it. But the reality is you have to at least understand what the effect would be on, on your overall retirement plan. You know, and, and often the biggest risk or challenge that uh, you see in that for a married couple is what happens to the surviving spouse. You know, so for the first person to need care, it may not affect them. The assets might be there to, to provide that care that they would need, but then have they consumed it? fair amount of the assets to where now a surviving spouse doesn't have enough to live out their retirement right. you know, or to provide for their care if they need it. You know, so, I mean, it's one of those things that you have to plan ahead to, you know, it, you, you can't be on the brink of needing care and all of a sudden realize, Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I should go get some because at that <laughs> point it's probably too late. You know, right. Yeah. Just like life insurance, you know, you, you get a, a bad diagnosis. It's too late. You, you know, you should have had that in the plan ahead of time and thought through it. So, right. And it's something that for planning, we always look at it's, it's a, what we call a stress test, so to speak on the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, once we've developed a plan, everything works good. If everything plays out like we expect, but what if, what if one of you need care or both of you? How well, and it's what one in three people. It's becoming more and more, yeah. um, you know, and unfortunate I mean, a, reality or fortunate. I mean, like it or not, it's yeah. we're all living longer. Yeah. Biggest challenge is mentally, though, um, and that that is the most costly type of care is any kind of dementia type care. Right. Yeah. Well, and, so, I, and that's probably a bit of a byproduct of the longevity. Right. I mean, we're doing yes. more um, to nourish and keep, you know, the heart and the liver and the lungs and so on and so forth going. But. I don't know that they've, you know, I don't know how much progress has been made. I'm sure progress is, is being made, but again, it's, we still seem to have such a, a non-understanding of, of a lot of things of the brain when it comes to that, yes. that, you know, who know and because you, know, you can never really tell how it's going to strike as well. Right. You know, dementia seems to be one of those pieces that are very, you know, there's like anything, there's indicators, I suppose. Right. But you yep. just don't know, you know, if, if it'll kick in, when it'll kick in or the severity that it'll kick in. So. Right. Yeah. So you have to have a plan, yeah, you know, definitely. at least understand the, the effect on, on your scenario and, and then make an informed decision. And, and at the end of the day, that's really the, the best option is 
you know, don't go blind to it. Don't just ignore it because it's not going to go away if, if the potential's there and you need it. Right. You're going to have to address it then, but you're, you know, you're better off if you've looked at that ahead of time yeah. at least and have a, a plan in place to say, if this happens, this is what we're going to do. Exactly. Well, you know, when we're talking about this, you know, obviously having a plan for each scenario is going to be important for your scenario. Uh, when I say each, I mean each person. So Mm -hmm. making sure that you're going through these, like I said, I've got a few of these, but in the interest of time, I'm going to hop around a little bit on our list. I'm going to go to the particular tool, like the idea that one tool or any tool of any kind is always good or always bad. You know, like I don't like a monkey wrench or a crescent wrench because, you know, whatever the case is, same kind of idea. Uh, I don't like annuities because, you know, I've just heard too many terrible things or I don't like whatever, you know, insert X here (laughs) and just assuming that it's always good or always bad. Yes. I mean, you have to to understand different financial products and I view them as tools. I mean, they, they each have a specific characteristic and are designed to do a certain thing. And does that fit in your plan? Is it an option that, that meets your need? Um, the challenge I've always had in this is if the advisor you're working with only has one tool in their bag, so to speak, and, and that fixes everything, is that really the right option for you? you know, and unfortunately, annuities is probably one of the, the most common in this area where if that's the only thing your advisor is talking to you about, you may want to get a second opinion because annuities, although they do fit certain scenarios mm-hmm. really well and do certain things really well, they are not the only option and should not be the only investment you have. There are other options out there. And that's the opposite end of that applies too. I mean, right. if you're 100% invested in the market or mutual funds or stock or whatever, but not any safe type investments, you've got to understand the pros and the cons. You yeah. know, there, there's pros and cons on each side. So there's never one size fits all. Um, it all comes back to understanding your specific scenario and where does it fit? If it does, if then it, having it, options, yeah. to understanding the pros and cons. Yeah. So I know that's a great point. And if it does, because I mean, it, it's one thing to have a financial plan or maybe you're thinking of a financial plan, Phil. And I think a lot of us are, I don't say guilty of it, but it's just, just kind of how things seem to be. We seem to think, okay, I've got a collection of stuff. And we've talked about that before. And that stuff is my financial plan, but it's, it's not really, it's just, you know, you've got individual pieces that need to be put together. So, you know, tweaking, whether it's a little tweaking, a lot of tweaking, whatever the case is, pulling all the things together for a cohesive plan that includes all those components. You're not having like my investment buckets over here and then social securities over there. You know, it's pulling all together under one kind of umbrella is really just kind of the crucial piece of it all. Yeah, and that's uh, talking plans in, in that kind of a scenario. I mean, I to me, when we're, I'm looking at a financial plan, if your financial plan that you've received says buy this product, to me, that's not a financial plan. To okay. me, that is a it's a sales tool. Okay, you know, all it is is a justification of here's this is what product fits. Now, maybe you've done the math ahead of time, and that's kind of the end result. That's fine, you know. But to me, you've got to understand the math behind your scenario first. How much do you need? You know, what sources of income do you have? What does your tax scenario look like? All the different moving pieces together. How much of a return do I need? How much risk am I willing to take to make that plan work? Right. Now that we understand that, now we can come back with financial tools and see which ones fit. You know, I always tell my clients when we're going through the process, it's just like building a house, right? I mean, you're going through building that plan first. And yeah, you're talking about windows and colors and 
right. carpet and all that kind of stuff in there first, but you wouldn't go out to Home Depot and just start throwing a bunch of stuff in the cart and then come back to your architect and say, here, make it work. You know? uh, I or might, you, but yeah. You, you could do that, but you're probably not going to get the house you want in the end because right. they're stuck with, okay, I've got this and how does that fit? Yeah. Uh, I guess it kind of fits here. And yeah. So how do I make purple parkade you know, floors fit? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, I really like that. It was because that was it looked cool. neat at the time. My, or it was on sale. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. my my brother in law, you know, he was selling this at one time, and I bought that from him. You know, yeah. so you have all these different pieces all yeah. together. So no, and and it all it all has to kind of you know cohesively pull in. And so again, you know, we we were talking some you know critical how to avoid some critical mistakes. A, a huge component of that is you know do some homework, do some research, learn about some things. You know, a lot of people don't want to know you know how the car truly works, but they have a general right. idea. You know, you put gas in it, <laughs> the engine fires, so on and so forth. A lot of us, have, we have basic working knowledge of a lot of things that we don't want to know the nitty gritty of. And for a lot of us, that can be a financial plan. So, you know, working with an advisor, working with someone who does this day in and day out, that kind of takes that pressure off. But it's definitely good to have a, a general basic knowledge of what is going on inside your plan. Know what you have, know what you're invested in and why. And then working with a good advisor to, you know, kind of keep you abreast of all that. But then, and, uh, make right. the whole car go really is is the cool piece there. So as always, yep. if you if you have questions, if you need help, you know, reach out to Phil at 248-888-7530. It's 248-888-7530. Uh, if you are and you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, please do so. Uh, like Phil's uh, Facebook page, so that way you'll see him posted there as well. Or just go to the website at afswealthmgt.com. Some good stuff for you to do there. And of course, we would certainly appreciate it. And if you'd like to submit an email question for us to talk about, we will do that as well. And we've got one from Trevor in Novi. And he says, right. Phil, can you clarify Social Security benefits for me and about earning income or not? I've heard different things and I get very confused about uh, the income levels and how it affects what kind of money I make for Social Security. Sure. And that, that Social Security is a big piece of your overall retirement plan. You've got to understand where it fits, um, you know, what the right timing is to claim. Um, and, and with Trevor, your scenario, I don't know if you're, you're curious as far as if you're earning and collecting Social Security, you've got to be careful. There's some limits. Yeah, you can earn. It's around 17000 or so a year. Um, once you get above that, if you're under your full retirement age, you're going to start losing some of that Social Security benefit, yep. you know. So, doesn't get lost forever. It ends up actually recalculating and you get an increased benefit at full retirement. But if you're counting on that income, you're not going to get both that full wage you're earning plus the benefit you you might be expecting from Social Security. So you just have to understand how that plays into your scenario. So And Phil, that's until you hit full retirement age though, right? Yes. Yeah. Once you hit full retirement age, you can earn as much as you want. And it's okay. actually on your full retirement date, your birthday, or yeah. whatever that happens to be, 66, 66, and two months all the way up to 67, whatever yeah. it is. So. Yeah, because Trevor, you didn't tell us how old you were. So if you're 62 or three or four and you've turned it on, then yes, there are limits to what you can earn. But if you're at full retirement age, then gloves are off, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Gloves are off. All right. And just a quick caveat on that. One sure. thing that you didn't mention in there, but you need to understand is the tax out of that equation, because um, unfortunately, working and collecting Social Security benefits, you're probably going to subject that benefit to a, a high amount of tax. So you just you need to understand the math behind it. A lot of times, once you run through the math, it doesn't make sense to work and collect the benefits. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us for this week, Phil. So as always, my friend, thank you for your time. It's always good to see you and chat with you for a few minutes. You too. 
and uh, and just see what's going on in the state of the world and the state of the financial world as we talk the things we typically do. As I mentioned before, folks, go subscribe to us on uh, on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you want. Uh, we'll continue to send out these little things every couple of weeks. Hopefully, you find a useful nugget or two of information in there. Uh, and if you do and you want to take some action or you want to figure out how it's going to affect your scenario, reach out to Phil at AFS Wealth Management. Of course, it's AFS Wealth MGT. Com, or just call him at 248-888-7530. Phil, my friend, I'll see you next time. Sounds good. See ya. We appreciate your time, folks, here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Bye-bye. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.